Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 115. On today's episode, we are talking with Greg Scheiman from Midlife Mail about maximizing your life and parenting. Greg has worked diligently to combine personal passions with professional expertise and specializes in risk management for hospitality, CPG, health and fitness companies, and luxury lifestyle brands. His motto, ensuring success in work and life. But before we get into today's episode, I wanna take a moment to mention the show's sponsors, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens was created by its founder, Chris, after years of gut health issues that left him facing a health crisis with no solutions in sight. Despite his best efforts to maintain a balanced, nourishing diet, Chris's body struggled to absorb and synthesize nutrients. Chris developed Athletic Greens with a mission of creating the highest efficacy, bioavailable and nutritionally complete supplement to help your body function as it's supposed to, no matter your age or activity level. Now, as most of you know who are regular listeners to the podcast, I'm a big advocate of making sure that you get all of your nutrients and vitamins from real food. But in today's modern fast-paced world, that is not always possible. So I personally take Athletic Greens as kind of a backup, as an insurance policy to ensure that I'm getting all of the vitamins and minerals in my diet. So Athletic Greens have an offer for listeners of the podcast, and that is uh, a 10% off your first order. So if you head over to athleticgreens.com forward slash fitter healthy dad you will receive 10 percent off your first order hey greg thanks very much for coming back on to the podcast today how are you i'm great darren thanks uh thanks for having me it's great to see you again the board behind you has filled up since the last time so, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so this is terrific yeah absolutely and uh, all the boards to the side of me forever filling up whiteboards with ideas and stuff <laughs> It's it's great to see the progress you know that that you've made and I get to watch and follow you through through social and then obviously we get to reconnect like this but just you know the work that you're doing is so awesome and it's great to see you not only following through on on your passions but helping so many people and watching your progress has been really cool so so thank you for that no th- and thanks very much for saying that I really appreciate that it definitely is. Um, something which I am deeply passionate about and I'm glad that that comes through. So yeah, it was, it's great to reconnect today. Um, but for people that maybe haven't listened to the first episode with you and I, can you give a little bit of insight and background into Greg? Sure. One, go back and listen to that episode. Like you were really good on that too. There were good Absolutely. questions. On it. So go back and listen to that one um, for sure. But, but yeah, you know, my, my mission um, is to help men maximize midlife and and achieve a better quality of life and take back maybe some of those things that they have lost along the way. And so I tend to focus on what I call the six F's, which is family and fitness and finance and food. And I include a little fashion and style. It's important. And and fun, which, uh, which is super important and we're not having enough of it. So, you know, that's what I've been up to. The podcast and the newsletter continues to grow and, um, and I'm just working with those types of men and the brands that are trying to reach men like us also and help improve their quality of life. So that's what I've been up to. I know we want to talk a little bit about parenting. You know, I've got, yeah. you know, that's a, that is my full-time number one job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, right next to husbanding, which I'm supposed to do first. And then, <laughs> yeah, right. Then parent, I got to put those in the right order. Sorry, put the yeah. husbanding first and then <laughs> parenting and then maybe taking care of all the other shit we got to do. Yeah, so, exactly so, right. Yeah, no, and it, uh, yeah, and it's great. And, and like we were just saying before we started recording, actually, you know, 
Um, it's interesting, isn't it, that, you know, what you're doing with Midlife Mile is amazing. I think it's very, very needed. Um, this whole kind of macho kind of mentality that we've kind of maybe you and I were even brought up with, you know, has to change, right? We have to be taking more care of ourselves in order to show up better for our careers, our wives, our families, our kids and everything else. And um, yeah, I mean, what, you, what you're doing and, and the, obviously some of the brands that you're working with and, and the way that you kind of conduct yourself really comes through in the Midlife Mail. So, you know, talking about, we were talking about kids and, and parenting and, you know, there's no rule book for this stuff, is there? Uh, but, you know, I believe, and, and I, maybe you feel the same, is that if we take a care and attention of ourselves, we can put out a better uh, version of ourselves to show up to be better for our kids. And therefore, hopefully they learn from that. So what's your kind of take on that? Because I know you've got very strong views on this. Yeah. Well, first, I appreciate one. There, there is no rule book. You're absolutely right. Now, there are thousands of books yeah. out there, but there is no one rule book. And, and I think that's important to point out is that you know, everybody has a different way of doing things. And there's a different way that works for everybody. And, you know, I feel, look, go on. You can read the books. You can read the articles. There's so much out there for you to, to digest and try to absorb. We can also get paralyzed by that um, yeah. to an extent and be trying to go in all these different directions at the, at the expense of just being present and doing the very best we possibly can. So I do subscribe to the gleaning as much information and finding, you know, maybe from, from people or, or articles or books or podcasts or wherever you're getting your information, find some things that you identify with and, and use them if it helps to benefit you and your experience and discard anything and dismiss anything that doesn't mm, yeah. out there too. Um, but, you know, to, to your point, um, I do think putting yourself first is extremely important because I don't feel that, that only phrase it, self-care is not selfish. No. And I think that leading by example and caring and conducting yourself in a manner that makes you healthier, happier, stronger, more productive. And this is emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. I mean, it goes all the way down the line to, mm, to sleep, you know, and recovery, um, and all facets of life, you know, our kids are watching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Our kids are watching when frankly, the other dads are watching their kids are watching, you know, out there and simply by leading, I think mean, by example and controlling what you can control, you are making a big positive impact on those around you. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. we get caught up. So I was going to say, we get caught up a lot in the, in the Instagram or the masses and the watching and the comparison and everything. But I really am a, a big believer that one, we should be producing more than we consume. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do the best you possibly can. And two, who cares what really anybody else is doing? Because you have no idea what's really going on in their lives or their world. And they have no idea what's really going on you know, in yours. And just get back to the basics of Am I doing the best that I can for me and my family every day? Yeah. And if you do that, like, I think it has a much grander effect overall. Yeah, definitely. I I'd completely agree with that. And I think it's an important point that you just raised there about asking yourself those questions, right? Because I don't find that men are introspective enough as it is, right? We just kind of it's almost like we follow this societal normal framework is that we grow up, we get a job, we get a career, we have a family and we just kind of, you know, kind of work our way through life is in the societal framework, as opposed to actually stopping and saying, am I being the best version of myself? Can, where can I improve? You know, mm -hmm. and where do I actually want my life to go instead of just, you know, unconsciously going through life. Right. And I think, you're a great advocate of that, you know, and if anyone watches Greg's feed, you can see, you know, the planning that you do, the way that you structure your week and stuff like that. So you, can you give us a bit of an insight into that, Greg, because you're very deliberate about the way that you structure and plan your week and kind of live your working life, so to speak. 
Thank you. I mean, again, everybody has their way, you know, what works for them. Um, mm. You know, what I've found for me is somebody who wrestles with stress and anxiety, um, consistency, discipline, conformity, complacency, all of these things that you were just alluding to that men, you know, men struggle with. Well, I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't profess to have all of the answers. I continue to profess that it is a work in progress yeah. to find things that work for me, that fill my tank rather than empty it. Mm-hmm. And if something is working, do more of it. Yeah. If something is not working, find something to take its place or replace it with and keep and keep trying. What I've also found is that by keeping things simple, right. I'm able to become far more productive and reduce the anxiety and the stress. Mm-hmm. Now, simple does not mean easy. Let's not right. equate simple with easy. Simple is actually very difficult mm-hmm. and takes a lot of work and practice to be able to live simply, but also live effectively. Yeah. Learn what you should say no to, you know, versus yes is the easy answer. You know, going along is always easier than cutting, you know, against. Yeah. Going to bed earlier is harder when you have an 18-year-old, a 15-year-old, a wife, two dogs, you know, not staying out later, having the extra drink is easier. There are all these things that are easier mm. rather than simple. The mm. simple it's difficult again when you prioritize yourself, you prioritize your health, you prioritize what's really important to you. And this is what I I mean when I say kind of taking back some of those things that we've lost. You know, we yeah. we lose control of our calendar. Yeah. You know, our schedule starts controlling us rather than us controlling our schedule. These quote unquote obligations, responsibilities, these things we think we have to do, are supposed to do, and have been doing even, that those have become the habits. That's become the norm. Yeah. Instead of the other things. So, you know, to directly answer your question, I live by the calendar. Okay. I mean, like it's a rule in our house. Like if it's not on the calendar, it does not exist. Okay. So between my wife and my kids and I, we are constantly exchanging calendar invites and, and putting stuff out there that way. I also started using Calendly, you know, an app, yep. and multiple apps for this as a way to block out my time right. um, and a way to control my schedule and say, here's how much time and availability and bandwidth I even want to make myself mm. available for. And you notice little things. You don't have to give 60 minutes to that call or 30 yeah. minutes to that call. You can give 15 minutes to that call or five minutes. You don't have to agree to meet everybody in person you know? yeah. or go here. There are things that you can do, again, to take back a little bit more control, to become more self-aware, mm. to give yourself a little bit more grace, a little bit more latitude, you know? uh, an opportunity to focus on the things that are most important. So. I live by the calendar. We work off of resolve, you know, not resolution. You yeah. know, like we're going to come up on another New Year's again, you know, before you know it. Now we're in you yeah. know, practically in the fourth quarter. What's everyone going to do? They're going to wake up and make their resolutions. And what are yep. they going to do? They're going to break them all. Like live by resolve. Resolve mm-hmm. is different than resolution. What do I resolve to do each and every day? You know? yeah. How can we break things down into small, manageable tasks? Yeah. Are you able to find out and determine for yourself where are you most productive yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. versus busy? Are you, is that in the morning? Is it in the afternoon? Where do you need your breaks? Mm-hmm. So to become disciplined and consistent and simple, it, it's a process you know, that, that takes work. And I think it's something that men can benefit from having that dialogue, having that accountability. Sometimes it's, you know, what I hear a lot is, I know what to do. Yep. I just don't do it. Yep. Because yep. left to our own devices, we go back to what's what's you know easy or what everybody expects, or we come home tired at the end of the day, and and you know it's just not worth this argument, yep. or it's just not worth you know that that thing. And it's easier again to just go go do this. But when you're working with somebody or somebody that are helping you, yeah. And, and I get it again, I get it right back at me. Like, 
you know, hey, I want to, I want to do this. I'll give you an example. Like, oh, well, I want to go do, you know, jujitsu. Okay, well, when are you going to do jujitsu? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? When are you going to do jujitsu? Thursday. Okay, Thursday. Great. Open up your calendar. What time on Thursday? I don't know. No, no, no. Go to the schedule yeah. online. Pick a time. Put it in and do it. You go. Are you kidding me? Like it's that easy? Yeah. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, yeah. If somebody, if somebody pushes you to make certain things a priority, whatever it may be, you realize I do have the time yeah. and I do have the choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think that's so important to kind of note really, isn't it? That, you know, the simple is not easy. It sounds simple and everybody will acknowledge and aware. Yes, it's simple, but it is not easy. And it's being intentional about what you're doing, isn't it? If you want your life to go in a specific direction, be intentional. Absolutely. You're, you nailed it again. Um, and intent, intent has some harsh connotations to it also. Mm. Intent can be taken the wrong way by you know, maybe people on the receiving end of some of the intention that, that is important to you. Mm-hmm. Again, if somebody is used to you saying yes over and over again, and, and, and at a certain point you realize you have to say no, how is that going to be perceived? How is that intent yeah. So your tr- your intention is to progress. Your intention right. is to be the best version of yourself that you can be to show up better. Mm-hmm. When you start operating and acting with intent, every action has a reaction and you just have right. to be prepared for, for that reaction, which again, can take something very simple and make it hard, you know, yeah. meaning that the action is not what is hard, but dealing with the reaction and Often friendships and relationships change. Yep. Business relationships and dynamics change. If you were a night owl who was at the pub drinking, if, did I get that right? I don't usually say Yeah, pub. that's at the pub. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say like, if that doesn't sound like it should come out of my mouth no, that way, I, it, it shouldn't, okay? Because we're here in Texas and it's like, yo, let's go to the bar. Like, But if you're a night owl and you're down at the pub or the bar yeah. and you consciously shift becoming trying to become a a morning person mm-hmm. i need to get more sleep i want to cut back on my drinking i want to go out for a walk or exercise or something in the morning well you know you you have some significant changes to make you may yeah. have some you know, not necessarily that you have to answer per se for getting better but you're going to get a reaction yeah you may have some things to answer for and certainly people that you may want to just address the situation with mm. There's the why for my behavior and my intent, and there's the how I'm going to actually make it happen and the modifications that that I'm doing. Yeah, and I, and I think you know the the reaction that you get from others sometimes because you've decided to intentionally do something in your life is often a harsh thing to kind of accept, isn't it? Because like you say, it does change friendships, it does change relationships. But it's how important is that thing in your life that you've just changed to get that reaction for you to to carry on with, right? Because a lot of people will come up against that, maybe that reaction or response to what you're doing, and actually then backtrack if they're if this you know not that important to them and go back to their old habits. Absolutely, and look, anyone that is trying to step away from something or that they've been a part of for a long time or, or make a change. Yeah. Positive ones that we're talking about in this case. And not even if, if the other aspects of their life were, were, were negative, I'm not even calling it black yeah. and white or good and bad, but you want to make some changes mm-hmm. overall. Um, anyone who is making that type of, of change, mm-hmm, that's, challenging for the other side, for the other side, whether it's your colleagues, your coworkers, again, your clients, even at home, your spouse, your children, mm-hmm. you are going to be operating differently than you yeah. were before. Yeah. And it's, that's where, again, the simple gets, gets hard. I don't, just don't repeat myself, but mm-hmm. if you are committed to longevity, sustainability, the greater good, only you know what's really going on inside, inside in your head and your heart yeah. and these areas, 
then you're taking those steps for a purposeful reason with intent. They're not random. Mm-hmm. That's out yeah. these rules. So, you know, I just got off a podcast um, with, with Dr. Mike Simpson, who wrote the book Honed, Finding Your Edge uh, as a Man Over the Age of 40. Right. And right. what came out then, he said some things that said a lot of things that were, were brilliant and far, far more articulate than I could say them my, myself. <laughs> but being also, you don't have to close doors either. You know, right. we're not slamming these other doors shut. Mm-hmm. We're not judging, you know, or, or, you know, cutting certain things off necessarily like that. You, know, you can exit with grace, right? You can make changes, you know, with, with gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, with positivity. And again, you can go back to leading by example, and you may be the outlier for a right. little while. Yeah. And gradually, maybe over time, more people will want to join you, you know, over where you are. And at the same time, you may feel like you're jumping out of this situation that you've been in for such a long time that is comfortable right. and warm and fuzzy and, and it's still not good. You know, it's maybe not good for you, but it's where yeah. you have been. Yeah. And you're worried about whether or not there are other people like you or another tribe for you yeah. or whether or not you're going to be out there on this island all by yourself. Well, you're not. Right. Whatever yeah. you're into, whatever you want to achieve, whatever you want to do, I can promise you, there is a group of people out there that is already doing it and doing yeah. it very well. And they will welcome you in and right. accept you and help you to get better in, yeah. in those areas. So both are scary. The exit yeah. of one and the entrance into something else, both are scary. Yeah. But I can think one is scary with possibility yeah. and positivity. The other is scary of, I don't really want to stay here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I may have, I'm going to have regret, you know, over here. This is scary for a whole nother set of reasons. So, you know, kudos to anybody who takes those steps Mm. to move forward from where they are. Yeah. That that's the goal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, um, yeah, it, it comes back to the, to the, to the, it's simple, but not always easy, right. To make that change and, and keep consistent with it. But I think what, as you were talking there, what it, that kind of reminded me of that situation where you decided to make a positive change and to move into a different direction is some of the conversations that I have with my boys. And that is, you know, when they um, start mixing with certain groups of people at school and maybe they those those people are not into the same hobbies or they're not into sport or anything like that it's having that it's being able to have that conversation with them at an articulate level to kind of make them understand that they can actually change right if they don't like the group they're in they can actually find a, a new tribe as you put it so how have you managed to kind of have you had to do that with your boys greg is have you had to have those conversations absolutely um you know, these, these are formative years. Um, yeah. You know, the ones that I'm in, my boys are 18 and 15. So I have one right. that's a senior in high school, one that is a freshman in high right. school. So we've got one that's going to be going off to college in a year, one that is just entering, you know, high school. And one thing that, that your, your question made me, made me think of is, you know, here's the, it's not always about change per se, right? Mm-hmm. It's about who you actually already are mm. innately how you're wired as a human being already. Yeah. So it may not be so much that you have to change or others have to change. It may just be, where do I feel most like me? (laughs) This is how I already am. This is how I'm already wired. I'm not trying to change that. I'm just trying to find my place within the system. Yeah. That it works. Or if it doesn't work within the system, find another system, you know, where it does or, or make my own because I don't want to change. If I'm artistic, I don't want to change from being artistic. I want to become a better artist. So how can, with my children, how can we support that? You know, how can we encourage that? Not put them in a room with a bunch of future bankers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And be like, you got to change to go become a banker. You know? Yeah. No, like we just want to try to support and encourage them to be who they are mm. and embrace curiosity yes. and work to find who, you know, who and what their authentic self really is. Yeah. If you play sports, great. You're going to play for enjoyment. 
If you right. happen to have an aptitude for it and you want, and you can go further, wonderful. The yeah. right coaches will find you or the schools will find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you love design, as I mentioned, I got one son that really loves design, graphic right. design and art. And I have another who, who does love, you know, finance and stock right. analysis and all <laughs> kinds of stuff that I don't understand. I, I'm not right. really good at either one of those things, quite frankly, right. but it's amazing to see the world through the lenses that my boys are interested in mm. and say, look, if I want to connect deeper with them, then I want to have an interest in that too. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not about getting them to change to the things that my wife and I are interested in. Yeah. It's if anything, how can we adapt you know, and support and, and encourage what they're interested in? Because yeah. I do believe whatever you're interested in, you can be successful at. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. And success can be defined a number of different ways, but you can, if you can monetize it, like whatever you're interested in, you can find, it can be monetized. Whatever you're interested in, you can be successful at it. You can still have a family. You can still, uh, whatever you're, there are successful people in every, every vocation, you know, that's, that's out there. So I just don't want to limit them. There's only, you know, certain ways to be successful. Or as you touched upon, get up, go to work, come home from work, do the same thing over and over again, yeah. you know, get the gold watch, retire at a certain age, do all, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to be successful, including yeah. working for a company. Not everybody's built to be, you know, a boss or an entrepreneur, you know, no. either. No. I mean, if it were, all I'm saying is if it works for you, yeah. great. Yeah. If it doesn't, you don't want to be, I mean, I just don't think you want to spend a lot of time doing things that you make you unhappy, you know, yeah. or just again, chasing a, a, a paycheck or yeah. trying to fit somebody or something into a compartment because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and the point that you made there about, you know, finding your authentic self, you know, for people listening to this, that might sound quite deep for, for kids that, you know, just 15 or 16, but it's, I think it's important that we, as fathers, as parents, we give them those tools so that they understand actually they can be authentic. They don't have to play to or be like the group or tribe that they're with right now. Okay. It's okay to move away or to do something different. And um, I think there's a lot of power in giving that kids the understanding that they can actually be themselves because, uh, you know, when they're from the ages of 12 to about 16, they're very much the herd mentality, right? It's very much, they want to be part of the gang. They want to be part of the tribe and, and they don't want to be kind of an outcast. So giving them those tools really, really, I think is a, is a powerful thing to have. Sure. And a lot of times we don't have a lot of control over that, or even our kids don't have a whole lot of control about what, some of their surroundings are. I mean, right. they go to certain schools in certain areas around certain kids. I mean, yeah, may not be the tribe's you know fault or yeah. their fault. It's just not a great fit for this yeah. stage of their of their lives. You know, right. they get put in these different classes and different subjects. Some are going to resonate, you know, greater greater than others. You know, that are there. And I think it's twofold. One about again encouraging them to embrace curiosity and possibility, and mm-hmm. that there are there's a world of options that are out there that also the group, the school, whatever you're with right now, doesn't have to necessarily be the one that you're with for the rest of your life. But at the same time, you know, we as parents have to help them navigate all of these possibilities and curiosities and maybe help them put it in a funnel, you know, so that you can narrow it down so that they also don't get lost Mm -hmm. in possibility and curiosity Right. And never get down to what you talked about earlier, focus, consistency, yeah. time management, productivity versus busyness, you know, right. paralysis by analysis, like all the things that we wrestle with as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm just, a, as I said that before, I, I always say this, like I'm a slow learner and maybe a late bloomer, you know, right. there. Yeah. So yeah. I wish I had a lot of that guidance when I was younger and along the way, because here's the other thing, we are living longer, better, healthier than, right. than ever before. Right. So right. 
Like, what's the rush? And yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, take a little bit more time if you need to to get it right. Yeah. You yeah. you you can switch a major. You know, you mm. can take a gap year. You can wait a little bit longer, make and try to marry the right woman. You know, right. you don't want to get married and have children with the wrong woman. You know, yeah. you can really, you know, what's the rush? Mm. I mean, I talk about midlife and now we may be just changing the entire definition. I don't know where it starts anymore. Right. Yeah. If we're living, if we're going to live to a hundred mm-hmm. pretty soon, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Living the right way. Well then where's midlife? Did we just move right. the, did we just move it to 50? You know, if people were saying, you know, that, you know, 40 is the, you know, who knows, you know, they change it every couple of years. And I've got really old guys mm-hmm. in their thirties and I got really young guys in their fifties and sixties. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I don't think it's necessarily the number. I think it's more of a mindset. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's so key. I think I definitely think it, you know, it definitely is a mindset is midlife is wherever you determine it to be and how you've chosen to live your life. I think, um, and yeah, hundred percent, we are going to be living to over a hundred, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, coming back to, to the, the kids again, and, and obviously, you know, where would you say that they've picked up from you, Greg, in, in, again, coming back to the way that you structure your life, the way you're very decisive and, you know, intentional about how you live your life. Would you say that your boys have kind of picked up from you or, or have you intentionally kind of you know, shown them various different things on the way that you structure your life that maybe that they'll pick up someday? I think it's both. I right. mean, I think we go through periods where we try to force things, you know, as parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, I certainly have gone through some of those periods where I know better right. and I'm going to tell you what is better and you should do, you know, what is better. Right. Um, and then I think we realize sometimes that that approach is not always the best one. Mm? Yeah. Now, as long as they're safe, <laughs> right? Like let's let's set safety on the shelf. Like, listen, if you're gonna hurt yourself, I'm gonna step in no matter what. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna if I can see this before it happens and it's going to go horribly wrong. Yes, okay, yeah. I'm gonna try to step in there. But I do think it's important to let them make mistakes, to let them fail. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's the blessings of a skinned knee or not trying to be the helicopter or bulldozer parent right. that is out there. Um, and then I also feel like the leading by example is, is effective in regards that I didn't force, you know, and I try not to, I don't force my kids to exercise, you know, per right. se. We don't designate specific homework times for okay. them. We don't demand they eat certain foods or they can't move on and from here until they do this. Right. We leave a lot of open space, I think, in our parenting, you know, between my wife and I. Right. But we also try to conduct ourselves in a certain way that hopefully they are paying attention to it and seeing it. So over time, maybe the gravitational pull is you'll join me in the garage for a workout. Or what actually also happens sometimes is their friends might be interested in certain things that my wife and I are doing. Right. And my kids don't think it's cool because we're mom and dad. Right. You know, then like... But wait a minute, some of their friends might be noticing certain things or mm-hmm. we were, and then it becomes somewhat interesting or attractive, you know, to them in certain ways. So I think it's a combination of, of all of those things. Mm. Um, I think it's about putting your mistakes out there publicly too, so that they right. know that you screw up, that you're vulnerable, that you're transparent about, about things that you work to practice what you preach. And also, yep. if I'm telling them eat a certain way or don't drink this or don't do that, and then I'm sitting at the head of the table doing the exact opposite of what I've told them to do, I, that's not a good look. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? So, you know, when it, when it comes to, to the kids, you know, I think what they see mm. is what they absorb at least my kids are very visual right Mm -hmm. and if they see me working you know at the dining table with the laptop open or they see me filming or recording you know something like this i try to do things with the door open as often as possible okay and invite them in yeah Mm -hmm. 
hey, I'm talking to Darren. Darren, you know, it's evening time, you know, over there in, in the UK. And here's what we're talking about. Or take a look at this logo. Or this guy said this. Or did you ever consider, you know, mm-hmm. would you be interested in something like this maybe for, for work? Or why are you taking that class versus that class? Right. Or this, they like, they seem to like examples. Right. You know? They seem to like practical skills. Yeah. And they seem to like, storytelling in regards to oh that's possible like that's interesting right. how that guy did that right. yeah i didn't know you could do that mm-hmm. right or yeah. somebody said that but i wasn't sure that was the case let's dig a little deeper into into those areas yeah and, and you mentioned there about failure and I, and I think that this is you know a really interesting topic. And I heard a phrase a few weeks ago from a, a psychologist who said that actually we don't fear failure. What we actually fear are the ramifications of failure, right? We don't actually fear failure itself. So what, how do you, because in the, in the, definitely in the UK school system, it's very much about, you know, success, accomplishment, and not, and, and not focusing too much on failure. Where my view is that, we need to fail, like we need to fail to understand what we need, what we're, we're lacking in terms of knowledge or what we did wrong or what we can do better. So what's your, your view on, on, on failure? I think failure makes for the best education. I think it right. makes for the most interesting content, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many, how many episodes have you done now of this podcast? I think we're up to about 120 now. Okay. How many success stories do you remember versus how many failure stories do you remember? <laughs> yeah, right. From the, from the guests that come on, what do the guys want to talk about mostly? Yeah. They want to talk about the failures, quite frankly, when you give them a platform and an opportunity, mm. because again, it's back to the why and the how. You know, mm. It's easy to understand the why. Yeah. I get yeah. why you want to change your job. I get why you want to travel more. I get why you want to exit. Well, what gets lost in that a lot of the time and I sound like a broken record here, is the how. Mm-hmm. Right. How are you going to accomplish that? How are you going to do it? Or in your, how did you do it, yeah. actually? And the how brings out a lot of these failures too. Mm. Well, here are the mistakes I made. Here's right. where it went horribly wrong. Here's where it cost me a lot of money. Here's where mm. it almost cost me you know, my health. Here's where it almost cost me my marriage. Here's where it cost... And these, these failures or... I don't even know if failures is often the right word, but these, these occurrences, right. They, they did not go the way we, we would have scripted them, you know, right. to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mistakes were, were made or things just didn't work. Well, right. what right. did we learn from them? And it was the other saying, I was like, okay, you either fail or you learn, you know, or, right. or something like that. Well, yeah. Yeah. or you either succeed or you learn or something, but there's no, there's no true failure because if you're actually, you're, open to learning from what happened, you yeah. won't repeat it at least again yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in there. So my, my take on, on failure is to own it. You know, my take on your mistakes is, is to own it and embrace it as best you can. And also the more you talk about it, the more you own it, the more mm-hmm. you put it out there, the less anybody else can poke holes in it too. Right. And even, and, and come at you. It's kind of yeah. like, you can't really, you know, make fun of me for being bald when I'll literally talk to you about being bald <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't, you know, whether it's a defense mechanism or not, it's similar, I think, with mistakes and with failures. It's yes, you can rip me a new one for that failure or that mistake or that thing. Okay, that's really about you. I've already owned that one. Like I'm right. not arguing with you about it. Okay. Yeah. I already like. Yeah, I know. I feel badly enough about it. Yes, right. I got it wrong. I made the mistake. You know, yeah. It's the same thing with our kids. Like, own it, acknowledge it, learn from it, and get past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's yeah. I think it's very important. I think the failure, in in actual fact, is not learning from it. Right, that's the failure, and not acknowledging, you know, that it didn't go or the outcome wasn't as you expected. And then just shrugging your shoulders and then just continuing, right? It's, it's understanding why it didn't turn out the way you wanted it. Totally. And, and here's that you may not know it at the time either. Right. True. Like you may not know it at the time that actually that was a failure or mm. that was a mistake or a misstep. Right. And 
maybe it gets pointed out to you later. Or again, maybe you just realize later you've mm-hmm. grown, matured, you've gotten into different areas. And, and while I'm not a big fan of looking backwards, I mean, we have to learn from what's happened in the past in order to be better in, in the future. And then, as I said, kind of let it go and get back to moving forward. But this happens quite frequently too. You know, as you are growing and you're changing, going, wow, like, yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah. You know, I, did, I didn't, I didn't handle that well, yeah. you know, yeah. or yeah. something will be saying, you know what, that would have been a much better way to have handled that situation or have had that conversation or had I made that decision hmm, yeah. to do it. And, and there are certain situations and things and environments in life where we brush off failure very, very easily yep. and move on to the next thing. And there are others where we can't get out of our own way or get past right. this for very long periods of time. I use the gym as a metaphor a lot just because you know it's an area where I'm comfortable, but also one where like if we operated in day-to-day life, like out more like we do sometimes in the gym, yep. how much better off we would be. Meaning yeah. like, you know, you could I could throw weight on the bar and go for that, you know, personal best or that mat. I could fail at that movement or that rep or whatever. You drop the bar, you laugh it off and you move right back on. You know, it's like, if I could put some business things behind me, like as quickly as, as, as that. Yeah. I'd be light years down the road. If I could put, let's say arguments with my wife behind me like that, like, or, or stuff again with the kid, you know, how you let go Mm. and, approach missteps, mistakes, failures, confrontations, any of these things, you know, that's, that's really a a tremendous exercise. And that's, and those are muscles that have to be flexed and exercised, you know, more than the ones in the gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of the time needs to be spent. Yeah, definitely. And that that is a great analogy, isn't it? Failing at a a personal best, a, a rep in the gym with the bar and stuff like that. And like you say, if we could only just get that in our mindset in life, you know, wh- wh- where could we get to? What could we achieve? I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great analogy. So Greg, based on obviously your experience with bringing up your kids and obviously setting an example, what kind of five things would you give to, to the guys and dads listen to this? What based on your experience, you would say, right, if I was 20 year old Greg, about to be a father, these were the five things that, that we would, you know, really uh, lo- have loved to have known. Man, it's, it's a great question. We could probably do 5,000. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll struggle at the same time to come up with just, with just five, because yeah. again, there are so many, and there are mm. so many men that can add so much to this conversation. Um, you know, one, um, you know, my father was 47 when he passed away. Right. So I was 17 my middle brother was 14. My youngest brother was eight. Okay. So my first piece of advice is time is the one thing you can't make more of. Right. You can't. So prioritize your family, mm-hmm. prioritize your kids. Those are moments, you know, it, you don't want to miss those moments. No. And while ideally all of us are going to live wonderfully long and healthy lives, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody ever thinks it's going to happen to them, you know, True. until it does. So right. make the most of, of the time that you have. Don't miss those birthday parties. Don't miss those games. Don't miss those nights at school or whatever that, you know, you, you're going to swap maybe being the first one into the office and the last one to leave, you know, every, yeah. every once in a while. So that would be my, my first piece of advice. Right. My second, don't take it so seriously. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, yeah, parenting is tough, mm. right? Their parenting is, is tough and it's challenging and there are responsibilities to parenting. But being a dad, that's easy and fun. Right. Like, don't take it so, don't take it so seriously. You know, they don't have to be little perfect adults you know, yeah. so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Little mirror images of you, you know, like right, right there. So don't, don't take it so seriously. Um, you know, the third one, don't forget your wife. True. We get so caught up in being dads or being parents and like divide and conquer, you know, in the household, (laughs) especially when you have more than one kid. And it's like, wait a minute, divide. 
Like, and I say it all the time. I catch myself saying it. No, no, no. Be more together. Don't divide. Mm. Really focus on being more together. Yeah. And don't forget your wife. Don't forget dating your wife in the process. Don't forget locking those kids out of your room, whatever. Like you, you need that. You have to have that too. And your kids will be better, better off, you know, for it also. Um, I think I'm at four. Don't force it. You know, like what we talked about before. Yeah. Don't force it. If they're not into it, they're not into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Let just let things happen. Like try different things. Mm -hmm. If they're not interested in the, in the sport or the art or the food or the, rather than force that work on broadening, maybe the canvas, you know, like Mm. find what they are interested in. Yeah. And, and encourage and embrace that because whatever lights them up, that that's what you want to, that's what you want to find. And then, you know, and the last one um, is also still about, you know, going back to, to, to us too, like have more fun. Like fun gets lost in the, in a lot of this equation. And I know that it's like the sixth F in my, in the, you know, my methodology. And I toyed with it a lot of even including that word because of the connotations that it could be immature, you know, and it could be, um, you know, how do you define, you know, fun or midlife is not supposed to be fun. Or even earlier on, we're talking about like, don't forget to have fun in all of this too. Um, because again, your kids notice that and fun doesn't have to be irresponsible, no. you know, either. So, you know, those, those would be five. There's, there's more stuff that goes, you know, yeah. racking, you know, through my brain. But if I had to go back to it and I think I was in my upper twenties um, right. and my wife was in her early thirties, married an older woman when we had our first child, yeah. um, breathe through those things yeah i think that yeah you know the the fun thing is so important and it 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 kind of gets overlooked and like you say the connotations around the word fun but because we you know we become very responsible parents we're very concerned about you know providing and upbringing and you know doing the right thing we do lose that ability to have fun and be silly not irresponsible but just having fun having a laugh you know it creeps up on you. It mm. creeps up on all of us. And before you know it, you go, what? Like, when did this become me? You know, yeah. or, or you look around at all these other guys and you go, hmm, and, you look at and then wait a minute, that's actually me too. Like, you know, or <laughs> yeah. like, wait, we're the same age? Like, yeah. where did, and you just got, how, how did this, did this happen? You know, overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we could, keep taking this back to things that we talked about before, because the reality is it's all connected. Mm. And these things are all, they're all connected. Again, the family and the finance and the fitness and the food, I really believe that they're all connected and at yeah. different yeah. parts and different times of your life, certain sections or areas will take priority over others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There will be a point in your life as a young parent that your fitness falls off. Yeah. I'll show you pictures of me. You wouldn't believe they were me. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Because the high priority at that point was not fitness. I'm not saying I let myself completely go off the rails. Okay. But I sure as shit wasn't winning any physique competitions, you know, back then or paying it, but raising two young boys, trying to be a a good husband, trying to make some money and provide and do. So at that point, fitness, you know, became, you know, maybe a B or a C, you know, right wasn't failing in my F, yeah. but it was not exactly an A either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, back to not taking things too seriously and prioritizing and getting back to the calendar and time management and continuing mm-hmm. to date your wife and saying no to things that are not really serving you and saying yeah. yes to the things, you know, that are, if I would have gone back then, you know, I would have been much more on top of all of those things yeah. of yeah. giving so much away there. You don't have to be friends with every one of the families that your kid is friendly with. You (laughs) don't have to be involved in all of the same hobbies or clubs or go to that dinner or that event. You can go to the school and leave the school. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
you, I mean, you have more choices in the way that you think. And if you operate from a position of kind of, of, of strength and authenticity and, and integrity and also transparency there, you can design a life that is very person that's very purposeful mm, Mm. and very applicable to you and your family. And that, that's what actually matters, not what everybody else is looking at or seeing or what may work for them or for their family. Yeah, definitely. And I think that is a great note to end on Greg and, you know, being authentic, being you is, is really, really key and often one which um, yeah, we tend to overlook. So uh, yeah, I mean, thanks very much for coming on again today. It was really great to reconnect uh, and speak to you again. Um, Can you tell some of the listeners what's going on with Midlife Mail at the moment? I know you've got lots of good stuff going on. Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, So the new season of the Midlife Mail podcast is starting the week of October 4th. So we've got some incredible guests that are coming up. We're right smack now in the middle of our best of series. So if you haven't been listening, subscribe to the podcast wherever you find podcasts just yep. look up midlife mail or greg shyman but the new season is kicking off soon and i'm super super excited if i look at my board i mean we've got guys like bobby maximus that are coming on awesome. Darren jones um craig kessler um i mean wow i just had uh, dr mike simpson on i mean we're talking about everything from sustainability longevity um super successful entrepreneurs that have been involved in some some big financial deals and health and wellness i'm super stoked for this season right. so subscribe to that the newsletter also is out every sunday so that'll get dropped in your inbox you can go to gregshineman.com and subscribe to that and really just find me on instagram Yep. And then you can link to all of this stuff. I gave yep. you, I should have just started there. Just find me on Instagram <laughs> at Greg Scheinman and you can find all this other stuff, you know, that's, that's going on. And then um, getting ready to put the book out. I think yeah. it'll be, uh, it'll be out in, in January. So awesome. thank you for having me. It's always great to catch up with you. And if there's anything I can do to help, um, I'm down for it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much again. Yeah, guys, go and check out Greg's Instagram because he does keep it real. Uh, as much as you look, it looks a, a perfect curated life. Greg does drop some real good value bombs out there in terms of, you know, reality and, and the, the general struggle. So I'm really looking forward to your book, Greg. Um, is it is it on pre-order at all? Or? No, you can download my free guide right now. Okay. It's kind of a, just a couple of initial chapters and some things that are in the book. You can download the free no BS guide to maximizing midlife. Again, just click to find me on Instagram. You can click to the link, download your free copy. And then as soon as the full book is available, um, I'll, I'm certainly going to let you guys and everybody know. Awesome. Got it. Perfect. All right, Greg. Well, um, take care and I'll look forward to catching up with you soon. Take care. Have a good night. Thanks, Darren. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. Thanks for listening.